It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Five teams, seven years, classic journeyman, you know the deal. Now I got a bunch of media gigs, more importantly, a bunch of podcasts. Andrew Brandt was stellar on today's Ross Tucker football podcast, talking Kyler Murray, Carson Wentz, and of course, Aaron Rodgers. I thought Andrew said some very interesting things. I'll give you the cliff notes version. He does not think Aaron Rodgers is going to be back with the Packers this year which is huge. We also have, of course, the Even Money Betting Podcast, which is very popular. The College Draft Podcast, it's this year, right now. This is the time of year where that podcast shines. And, of course, Andrew Brandt does his business of sports podcast. Tony Dungy this week talking about improving the head coach hiring process. You can always check me out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. And we're on YouTube now, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Today is a good day because we are combining the current star of the show, Joe Dolan, the fantasy gangster at FG underscore Dolan from fantasypoints.com with the godfather of the Fantasy Feast podcast. He literally came up with the name for the show that you are listening or watching to, watching now, and was the guy that made it really popular, helped really grow the show, Mr. Evan Silva from EstablishTheRun.com, at Evan Silva. Evan, Joe, how are you guys? I'm doing great. And, uh, you know, Joe Dolan, great job carrying the torch. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great to be back. I'm glad we, we, we have to do this every year. I, Evan, I appreciate you lighting the torch first and foremost. So now <laughs> I, this was great. Ross told me you were going to be the guest. I'm like, this is perfect because you know, it's just like a great way to catch up. We should do it multiple times a year. Like, uh, obviously because we're just all decompressing. I know Evan, like you're probably resting a little bit more than you get during yes. the season and yes. like, but always, as always, everybody's like, you know, I spoke to a college class yesterday and they're like, you know, what do you do in the off season? And I'm like, I like not to compare myself to an athlete, somebody who's actually done it like Ross, but you rest up, you deal with your dings and dents that you've accrued mentally in our case, and then you prepare for next season and you look to get better and you look to, to, to prepare in the way you know how, like hitting the weight room. So we're already, I know you're working on your free agent rankings. We're getting Mm -hmm. ready for the combine. You know, we're looking at the coaching changes. It's, it's all about getting ready for 2022. Yeah, I, I'm really trying to uh, stress health uh, at this time of year because yeah. late in the season, I mean, you know, it's dark. The freaking sun is going down at, you know, 2 p.m. It's cold where I live. You know, it's the the gr- there's no bye weeks, you know, uh, down the stretch. And I, I just I always feel very unhealthy in the month of December. So I bought a Peloton. I got some oh. athletic, I got some athletic greens. And I mean, I'll tell you what, you know, these athletic greens. I mean, these are these are legit, man. 
I got to give no. them a try because I've been hearing all about that. You follow yeah. me on Peloton, though, Evan. I got one last May. Nice. Um, And uh, I am on a 40-week streak. Wow. That's and I'm sick, actually dude. wrapping up my uh, my Power Zone training program this week. Um, I, I Now, I promised my wife that I wouldn't become a Pella bro, that I wouldn't be posting constantly about it on social media. And I've, I've lived up to that promise. But you, this was unprompted, Ross. I didn't know he was going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. We're, do, we're doing ads here. I don't know, Ross. <laughs> but uh, who's ads. your you favorite instructor so I would far? Love to, I would love to do ads for Peloton. We do do ads, actually, for Athletic Greens. <laughs> I know. I just recorded the... Uh, Ross Tucker football podcast with Andrew Brandt, who's a big athletic greens guy. But Andrew's like, Evan, Andrew does like triathlons. He's 61 years old or something. He's a freak. But it's athleticgreens.com slash Ross. So here we got even Evan is singing the praises. So that is awesome. Really good to hear. How are things, before we dive into the subject matter, Evan, how are things that established the run? What's the latest? Oh, it was an awesome year. I mean, it's 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 really been you know the the best decision of, of my life was like leaving uh, you know the big corporation to go work for myself. Um, it was an, another incredible year. So glad I did it. You know, the daughter loves it. She gets all into it. She wears like the establish the run uh, shirts to school and stuff. You know, so uh, yeah, we're we're having a blast, and and it, it's been a, a a great success. I I'm so glad I did it. That is awesome. All right. The reason why it's a great success is because of you and your partners, but also your acumen. Most people that are listening to Fantasy Feast or watching, they listened uh, to you for years. I guess I have kind of an interesting question. I feel like we do this every year, but I'll ask both of you. And uh, Joe, I know you've got a couple, so maybe I'll start with Evan. I want to get, I want to do this episode about lessons Fantasy lessons we learned from the 2021 season. And I guess my question for you, Evan, first. Actually, since Joe has the first one, I'm going to go with Joe first, actually. Joe, do you believe that there's such a thing? Do you believe that, okay, this season taught me that I need to do this moving forward? Do you believe that you can get a hard and fast rule or lesson from a season, or is it not really work that way? I, I think that's an excellent question, Ross. You know, because I was talking to Hanson, who's who does the lesson learned article every year, and a lot of times, you know, you try to come up with those things and you think of one thing, and then you end up thinking of ten. But I think you have to be careful that it's not just something micro. That only really applied to last season, you know? You have to be careful to think that, oh, you know, this was uh, – I drafted a running back first overall and he got hurt, so I'm never doing that again. Like, you can't you can't look at it from that perspective. Now, even the ones that I have, you know, uh, like, there's a chance that it doesn't work out next year, but I think the lesson that I have um, kind of bottled up is something that can be applied, and it's something that I start to talk to people about during the season, and it's one um, for the last couple of years has really come true, and it's your fab budget is there, Ross. Use it. And um, not not to not to move on from the question that you asked, because I think your your point was extremely valid that, like, if you're just like if you just do the opposite of things that didn't work out for you this past season, that's not a great way to win 
in in the next season. But for for the Fab budget, the way I look well, at hold it, hold on a second, Joe. Hold, I want to I want to stop you right there. Please before do before we get to the Fab budget. Okay, I did want, and this is like I did want to hear Evan's thoughts Please. on the yeah, exi- let's do that. on the on the existential question that I am asking here, which is because Evan, we did this every year. I know. So if you're going to tell me now that no, you can't. What do we do every year we were doing the show? We would always one of the first or two episodes after the season. We bring a guest on or you, and you would talk about the lessons you learned. So you clearly believe that there are lessons you can take from a year moving forward. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to you know go crazy and try to make up that I you know the fact that I like learned you know fifteen things or something. This I mean, I've been doing this for almost two decades at this point. I mean. It's like 15, 16 years, you know? So, and, and you know, it, every year it is, I mean, it's essentially the same, but I don't know. I'll, I have my contribution to that coming up, but I did want to say regarding what Joe said, Elijah Mitchell was the perfect example. And this is an anecdotal example. It doesn't happen like this every year, but it was after week one, right? Uh, the bidding for Elijah Mitchell. And there were people out there saying, what are these idiots doing bidding on Elijah Mitchell, investing, you know, all their fab into a Shanahan backfield. It's going to be musical chairs all year, you know, taking that chance. The the people that did do that really benefited from that, especially down the stretch. I mean, Elijah Mitchell was a guy that you could plug and play every single year uh, or every single week. And so, you know, that, I mean, that's, I think that's a great example of why, yeah, use your fab, man. I mean, it's, you know, do not be one of these people making fun of the people that bid on Elijah Mitchell. You know, be one of the people that is bidding on Elijah Mitchell, please. Even if you don't want to bid, you know, 755 out of your thousand, like put in a bid, put in a solid bid, you know, because that's an opportunity. Elijah Mitchell in a, in a Shanahan running game. And I know that people have gotten frustrated over the years about Tatum Bell and Mike Bell and Mike Anderson and Alandis Gary and, you know, Evan Royster, Roy Hallou, like, you know, we could go through the, the laundry list of Shanahan backs. that Wow, dude, that's right? a lot of legendary names right there. <laughs> I know, right? Penn State's um, all-time leading rusher in there. Did I hear an Evan Royster and a Roy Hallou? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, but in terms of, yeah, I mean, I think there's always a couple of lessons that, that you know, you can learn every single year. Um but I'll, I'll give mine when, when we're done. Here. Yeah. I, I wanted to b- bounce off, obviously, what Evan said, because it turns out the answer, the question was asked week one, is Elijah Mitchell worth 40% of your of your fab budget, okay? And there was a huge debate, and by week like eight or nine, the, it, the answer was obviously yes. I mean, you look back at, um, in, in terms of ranking for the full season, and this is important, for the full season, because I know people won championships with Boston Scott and Justin Jackson in their lineups. Well, that's a little bit different. But if you're ranking for the full season, who were the best waiver wire pickups? They were Elijah Mitchell and basically Cordaro Patterson. Those are the and you could have bought in on both of those guys right after week one. Patterson for a little less than Mitchell, but you have to keep in mind the, there's fewer practices, there's fewer preseason games. Oftentimes, we don't get the opportunity to look at, you know, some of these maybe younger players or players in a new situation who are busting out in training camp. And oftentimes, I'm not even sure teams know, you know, what's going to happen. Like, I think the Falcons certainly they they don't know. Yeah, yeah, the Falcons certainly came into this season thinking, man, Mike Davis is going to be our lead back. 
And then all of a sudden, in each early season game, Cordero Patterson is doing more with fewer touches than Mike Davis. And they decided they needed to give Mike Davis more touches. But um, I always tell people, look, you're fab. That's not telling you, Ross, that you blow $100 in week one. That's not what I'm saying. It's always nice to have seven, eight, nine dollars left over for the playoff weeks when you need to put in a $3 bid for Justin Jackson when your opponent has only $2 left. That's not what I'm saying. But I am stunned each and every season by the amount of people who ask me on Twitter or in Discord, oh, Joe, it's week nine. What percentage of my fab budget should I put in for this important player? I'm like, dude, it's week nine. The playoffs are like five weeks away. What are you sitting on? Like, if you've got $65 left, like, there's there's really no need. I think you can blow your fab early. I think you can blow a half of it early and then very carefully use the rest later on, especially when it's somebody like Mitchell, who we know, like Evan was go- going to, we know a Shanahan running back is going to have some success. And that certainly plays into, you know, why Elijah Mitchell was such yeah. a good pickup. Even all those guys that I rattled off, like they each had at least like, you know, three, four five usable weeks. I know it was frustrating that they weren't the feature back for the entire season, right? Yeah. But they, but they all had usable weeks. And that's why it's, it's so important at the running back position too, because like like you you pick up Elijah Mitchell. Okay, you, you had to reconfigure your brain because we spent all off season drafting Trey Sermon in the sixth and seventh round. Okay, well Elijah Mitchell, if we just if, if Trey Sermon did what Elijah Mitchell did this past year, we'd be talking about Trey Sermon as a first round pick for fantasy. You know, it's just it, you, you just you, you need those early weeks. And you need to reconfigure your brain after those early weeks saying, okay, this was my offseason take. I didn't want to draft Raheem Mostert because he always gets hurt. So that's why I was drafting Trey Sermon. But Raheem Mostert did get hurt and Trey Sermon was inactive. So why can't Elijah Mitchell be what we thought Trey Sermon was going to be? So I think you use those early weeks to maybe take some of those offseason takes that you developed, understand where those takes were right. And then understand where they were wrong and then reapply them. And I think that with the fab budget thing is really important. Now, you look back the last number of years, though, beyond Elijah Mitchell, James Robinson, this is a little bit different because he was announced as like their RB1 like right before week one in 2020. But I don't know how many people were actually buying that. Like, oh, they've got this undrafted guy, you know, they cut Fournette, but I don't know how much I'm buying that. But there's always an opportunity. Philip Lindsay a couple years ago was a guy who was an undrafted guy who ended up having a lot of impact as a rookie and was available on the waiver wire. So I'm pretty sure in 2022, just based on recent trends, there's going to be a running back who is going to be either drafted extremely late uh, for, for people who draft like the week before the season. James Robinson was drafted a lot in best ball leagues in 2020 in the week or 10 days before the season but was basically undrafted in everything before that. Maybe you do your draft in the middle of August and some of these guys slip through the cracks. It, every single year, there's going to be a running back, I think after week one or week two, who nobody was talking about in May, nobody was talking about in June, and is going to make an impact very early in the season. And those guys are worth spending the fab on, especially if they're in a situation like Evan alluded to, where we know they have success like in a Shanahan backfield. So, okay, quick question. Part of what I think my job is, is to remind you guys that we get new listeners sometimes. We get people, believe it or not, that are just getting into fantasy football. Joe, 
explain fab budget okay so um it's the best way to play waivers in fantasy football um basically you get in some leagues a hundred some leagues a thousand basically it's multiples of 10 and you're essentially spending the same um a, a more of a percentage of your budget but basically early in the week when waivers are locked Everybody in the league gets an equal opportunity to claim a player, but you have to use a percentage of that budget, whether it's a hundred fake dollars, a thousand fake dollars. Some leagues use real money for waiver budgets. Um, and you get an opportunity to bid and whoever bids the highest wins the the rights to that player on the waiver wire. Um, other leagues, it's more old school now, just use basic waiver priority. That's another thing. Use your waiver priority. Um, it, it, like for for that it's the same concept but fab is a little bit more strategic but that's what that is free agent auction budget ross that's what it stands for i didn't even know what that's Uh, all right well there you go you didn't know what it stood for no 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 i didn't yeah free agent auction budget that's you you were never i knew it was was like free agent bucks i Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was you know all that technical all those technicalities that is so funny. Um, what about what about before we get to your lesson learned, Evan? I do just want to point yeah. out. Yes, we know you can't be betting on football these days. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Anyway, use promo code Ross. Bet just one dollar on any NBA team and get one hundred fifty dollars in free bets if they win. So that's promo code Ross at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Pretty darn cool. All right, Evan, what is your lesson learned? My lesson learned is that this game is not static and that it can be influenced heavily by real-world, real-life events. I mean, at this point, I mean, for the last two years, we have had an entirely new additional injury report called the COVID list. And I mean, the league itself has had to make changes. I mean, it was kind of, it was crazy late in the season. I could barely write my column, my matchups column on establish the run because you didn't know. I mean, because I write so much of that, like on Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, you had no idea if the quarterbacks were going to play in a given game. Um, so, I mean, you, you have to be able to, to adjust to actual real life, real world events. Also the 18 game season. I mean, it is, you know, it's it, it's 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 only one extra week, you know, but it really does add a lot. Um, and also the fact that in what way, in what way, Evan? Well, when you combine it with the COVID list, because the COVID list has, um, you know, ad- added the uh, essentially the the new the an entirely different injury report, and so much stuff would happen on like Friday night and then Saturday. Saturday used to be an off day for yeah. fantasy football analysis. Like I could go watch college football. I could go hang out with my kid. Saturday is literally another work day. We have to work every single day. I'm not complaining. I have, you know, a dream job for a lot of people. I love my job, but it is now a seven day per week job. And when you combine it, with why, the why is Saturday now a work day? Just because of, because so much news would break on, late Friday, and then Saturday morning, not just injury report stuff, but the COVID stuff. Now, it's possible that we're kind of starting to get out of the woods with, with regard yeah. to the COVID stuff. But, I mean, you know, it, it has really changed the game, uh, certainly from an analysis standpoint, 
And, and from a player standpoint, too, I mean, you had to pay attention on Saturdays now. You have to pay attention. You can't just, like, you know, go, oh, Friday, skip Saturday, wake up Sunday morning, get everything in order. Like, there, it's it, it became a lot more work over the last two years because of, number one, the uh, the extra extra week, and also – uh, because Saturday is now like a really big day uh, for fantasy preparation. That was for a very long time not the case. Yeah, I'm really hoping that the COVID stuff calms down. And I would think, barring um, like, and uh, certainly not an epidemiologist or doctor, but barring another variant that's more severe, I right. think we probably are out of the woods. Amazing how nobody yeah. caught COVID in the playoffs by the way um yeah, so, my, so. My, my, my buddy adam levitan jokes that uh roger goodell started giving instead of the covid tests uh <laughs> roger good they, they started giving pregnancy tests to all the yeah <laughs> oh, look, you know look <laughs> you know what's amazing <laughs> do you guys realize that there was like a three-week period where i think a third of the nfl went on the yeah. covid list and yes I mean, man. well i i almost forgot about that there it was, was wild, um, man. and it was i wild. mean it, it coincided with the fantasy playoffs of course but evan was talking mm. about his peloton earlier but every it, it's so funny because every friday i would hop on at about you know 3:34 o'clock like before the west coast final injury reports are out but after most of it was done and every single damn week I would just like I would put my phone on like one of the one of the bottle holders on the Peloton, so I'd have my bottle here and I. Joe is really on. into telling us how much he works out. Really <laughs> into, just, no, bring, I can't bring it I, back to how you were I, working out I again. I can't Joe? do that, Ross, because I'm not in good shape. But um, but like every single week, without fail, I'd see a Slack message from Graham Barfield. And I'm like, well, here it comes. Who's ruled out now and yeah. blows up all of our week of analysis that and like that's the thing that I think Evan might be getting into as well is like you feel really good about this analysis that you had done all week. Right. And now you have to go rewrite it in like 25 right. seconds to try to make it dis to distill it down to the new the new situation with guys on the COVID list. And it was so annoying to do that. So you know, hopefully we don't have real world circumstances like that in 2022 and beyond that effect. But, you know, you can only do that. It, it honestly felt, Evan, like at, at some point, like around week 15, 16, I'm going through news articles to find tidbits. And I'm like, why the hell am I even doing this? I know. Like, what what is the purpose of this? I'm going to have to change it anyway. What about what about rookies? What about Jamar Chase? I mean, I know we played defense, but Micah Parsons. I guess we've had good rookies, but yeah, that was one thing that jumped out to me. Like this, I mean, this was just a hell of a year. I mean, it was yeah, a hell of a class, year. you know. And apparently, this upcoming class isn't that great. So we'll I read, see. I read something. That. I you know, we do the college draft podcast. Right. I'm going to have Dane Brugler on soon from the Athletic. Does an awesome job. Yeah, his number one ranked player for this draft, okay, is Aiden Hutchinson. Okay. He says that Aiden Hutchinson would not have been a top 10 pick last year. Jeez. Think about that. I mean, that's bananas. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard – I've listened to uh, some of his podcasts so uh, so far this offseason – or, you know, entering the uh, the draft season, and he he's, has compared this draft to, like, the Luke Jokel, Eric Fisher draft. I mean, he likes the draft in general – um, but it's just the, the, the star players are just, they're missing. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't yeah. seem like a great year to have like a top 10 pick Ross. Um, but yeah. like, there's still players like that, that could, that, like, I think in general, like Evan's alluding to, it's kind of deep at like offensive tackle, 
edge rusher. There's good receivers in the draft. Um, I talked to our guy, Fran Duffy, a couple weeks ago, Ross, and I know we're going off on a tangent here, but I think it's, the lesson is you can't just say, oh, rookies ruled the day for fantasy in 2021, so mm-hmm. they're going to do the same in 2022. But um, I said to Fran, like, just I'm texting him, and I said, is this quarterback class as bad as everybody says it is? And he's like, don't, like, don't, like, think there's not talent in it, though. Like, there are some interesting guys. He said, like, he likes Matt, Matt Corral. Um, you know, he thinks Pickett's a pretty decent player and Willis is super talented. But, like, you do have to be careful here with these rookies. There is no Jamar Chase in this class. Doesn't mean somebody like John Dotson can't get in a great situation and, and produce at the level, say, a Devontae Smith produced at this year, though. But well, that was going to be my thing. Have we raised expectations for rookies now? Like when you think about Devontae Smith and Justin Jefferson the year before and Jamar Chase, I mean, wherever people were taking Jamar Chase, they were taking him too low, right? I mean, he should have been high. Oh, I got oh, him. He, he started eight. going way late because you remember all the beat writer stuff that came out, yeah. you know, he, and it wasn't just that he was dropping passes. He, the beat writers were saying that he couldn't, he wasn't separating either uh, in practice. The thing is that he's not really a big separation receiver. He's like, He's not really that big either. I mean, he's what six one two oh two or something like that. He's not like a foot. He might be. He he might be the best average size contested catch guy I think I've ever seen. He plays so big for his size and and his acceleration with the ball in his hands. I mean, I never. I maybe Odell Beckham like as a rookie. I I have not seen acceleration like that with the ball in his hands from anybody. I mean, he's kind of a. He's kind of a crazy combo of a average-sized, terrific uh, contested catch guy who also has crazy run-after-catch explosive ability. He's just a really unique guy. Yeah. It's like Anquan Bolden if Anquan Bolden had run like a 4-3 or 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like I think that's a good comp. And like, But here's the thing, and, and it's not going to apply to this year – but like every model, okay, like, and I'm talking tape to statistical models. Like, um, I we we publish a rookie prospect guide at fantasypoints.com with scouting reports from Greg Cosell. And Cosell is very measured, but he basically said in his analysis of Jamar Chase, this guy has no weaknesses, no discernible weaknesses on film. Scott Barrett does a rookie model. He had Jamar Chase as his best rookie wide receiver since Julio Jones in that model. And I think it's really important to not take 25 routes run from three preseason games and have that supersede all these smart people telling you something. Now, there's a case where smart people are going to disagree on something. Maybe the, maybe the, the, the metrics are better than a guy's tape, or maybe his tape are better than his metrics, and there's active disagreement. But when everything lines up the way it lined up with Jamar Chase, um, letting 25 snaps from the preseason – just completely eliminated. And it did. It eliminated all the, all that hype because I got him in the eighth round of a 14-team yeah. keeper league, and it's a very competitive league. Ross, I have, I'll have i fully admit, I haven't won this league in 13 years. That's how competitive it is. But I got Chase in the eighth round of that league because of the preseason um, uh, because of the preseason crap. And I'm embarrassed I didn't take him earlier than the yeah, eighth round. Yeah, but you guys always say, every year when we're doing this show in August, you're like, the beat writers, they're the yeah. ones there every day. Yeah, this was this just, I mean, this was, a, this was an example of a situation where the beat writers really led you in the wrong direction, yeah. you know, period. I mean, for the most part, I, I think that they're they're helpful. 
They were beating I, I, the drum on Trey Sermon. And, and yeah. they weren't wrong. All they were, they were reporting what they were seeing. It wasn't just the preseason either. It was training camp. Like yeah. he, he was stinking. I mean, he, you know, he was in a rut. He's, he, remember, he, he admitted it. Yeah. He said he, you know, the, remember the thing about the, the oh, stripes? There was on no the ball? lines on the ball. Yeah. Like, in yeah. College. I mean, yeah. it was, it was a real thing. It's just, but it, you it know, wasn't predictive. You know what I mean? It, it just, it, it was something that happened and it just, didn't matter. It wound up just not mattering. You know, you know, Ross, we're going to be wrong sometimes too. We're going to have our takes. Like I was I, not, not that I had a huge separation between them, but I oh, was, Joe, you, you get stuff wrong. Uh, I haven't oh, believe it or not. I do. Like? What's um, that like? I was drafting Robert Woods before Cooper cup. Okay. I had a good fantasy year. If I was drafting cup over woods, I would have had the best year of my life, but like, you know, I get stuff wrong, but you know, the beat writer reports, and here's another lesson learned. You can pay attention to them, but they're one piece of the puzzle. Right. But Evan, you'll remember the beat writers were the ones were like in August, like, man, Trey Sermon, uh, yeah. you know, and then it yeah. turns out um, Jaguars beat writers were telling us about James Robinson last year. And like, those are valuable nuggets that like, you have to hear the steady drumbeat of those things. And if you hear it once, all right. If you hear it twice, then your ears really start to perk up. I remember yeah. when um, uh, it was Cat Terrell of The Athletic. Just in an, an offshoot in a column, she mentioned Latavius Murray's not a guarantee to make the Saints roster. That's right. At that point, he was an eighth-round pick, Evan, like basically everywhere. Yep, yep. So, like, th- these guys, they're important to listen to these people. It's important to follow you guys on Twitter as well, at Evan Silva. He's a stud. Can't wait till his free agent rankings comes out. Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan. I mean, the guy's Twitter handle literally says fantasy gangsta at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker pod. Check us out on YouTube, please. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Evan, great to see you, man. I like the beard you're rocking. Great to have you on again. We got to do this a couple times a year. Uh, you know how much uh, I, I appreciate what you did for this show and how big of a fan I am. I remember, gosh, Evan, it might have been 14 years ago, 10 years ago, getting you on Sirius XM, you yeah, know, having know, you come man. on as a guest. And I, know. I was always a big fan of what you were doing. I'm glad appreciate you appreciate that, man. Hey, there, nobody has helped me more than you, Ross. And, you know, I appreciate it. I got your uh, – can't see it here, but I got your your autograph picture here in, in my little office. So appreciate it, man. I got to get one of those. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what, uh, Evan, Joe, since you guys are big workout guys, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.